Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron, and today is part two of the Kiefner sisters, uh, Sister Mother Mary of God and her sister Alexa Kiefner, a junior at St. Thomas More. If you missed last week's episode, it was really awesome. Uh, they're sharing their faith, and it's just such a deep faith and a strong relationship with Christ and just a great representative of our Cajun country. So we're going to jump right on back into it where we were. So sister's telling her story. Uh, however y'all want to go with it, go. Okay. Yeah, it was good to, to be with y'all for the first part. And Tell you what we didn't do and we forgot. We need to open up with a prayer. So nice. uh, we're going to allow uh, see if Alexa will do that for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, please, please guide this, please guide this show, please guide all of our words, our actions, our thoughts. Please make us singular vessels in which Jesus, you, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, in which you dwell in us. And this, this interview, this show, is not for our glory, but for your glory, solely Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. So we ask that everything in this show, Holy Spirit, however you guide us, to speak for the glory of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph in the salvation of souls, that we carry it out with a humble heart, and that with your grace, that we may proclaim the gospel and make other Christ in our Cajun Catholic community. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That's beautiful. I could stay in this booth forever with these two because I just feel such a sense of peace and the Holy Spirit in here. You guys are, I know your parents are so proud of y'all. So yeah. go ahead. Let's go. Let's. Who, you want, where we? Where y'all want to start? Well, yeah. I guess Lex, maybe you yeah. can share a little bit about. Yeah. So she hasn't like entered okay. religious life yet, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, right. definitely. She feels. She's got a really beautiful handwriting too. <laughs> checking that out over there. I, I can appreciate my mom. She taught me like that. So <laughs> yeah. So I am a junior in high school at St. Thomas More. I'm 17, so I haven't entered religious life yet. But of course, I have seen. Jesus work through my sister's vocation and as he was transforming her he was transforming me too so in my vocation story I want to hit three points that I want to talk about within it and these three points aren't just to children listening to the show but to everyone listening to the show that are crucial points in a vocation so the first point have a serious prayer life in prayer that is how we know the will of God, and that is how God speaks to us in the silence. And so in fourth and fifth grade, when I was about 10 or 11 years old, this was when... Just this, a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I remember vividly, I was at dancing, I had my sweats on, my moon boots, and um, mother, mother of God... Would, driving. Yeah, Mother of God yeah. would pick me up, and at this time, I'm in fourth grade. We're seven years apart, seven and a half, so I was in fourth grade. She was 12th grade. And this is when she's in her late high school years. I mean, as you just listened to her vocation story, this is where Jesus is truly working in her. So she feels this desire, yeah, to go to adoration, spend more time in prayer. And so she picks me up from dance, and she's like, all right, we're going to go to adoration. And I'm in fourth grade. I'm, I'm this little kid who, I mean. Dancing for four or five hours. Right, Let's right. Go. I'm sweaty. I'm tired. I just want to go home. And she's like, okay, we're going to go spend an hour with Jesus. And I just have this, you know, little kids have this, like, right. time span. And they're like, I can't sit still. And so I bring, like, five books in and, like, you know, and a rosary because I don't want to, like, I don't want to be, be encountered with the silence because it's just so much. Um, Awkward. <laughs> I know. And at first I really didn't want to go, but as I persevered, 
<laughs> and went to adoration with my sister. I began to love the silence, and Jesus began to draw me closer and closer. And of course, this was a gentle invitation, a gentle invitation from Jesus to draw me to something deeper. It wasn't maybe a profound prayer life yet, but in my fourth and fifth grade years, the silence and letting yourself be loved in adoration and in front of the Sacred Heart of Jesus really started that serious pro-life that is so crucial for any vocation to really listen to the will of God. Was that at Pius? Yes. Yeah, so you yes. know I, that's my place. That so I, I was chapel. paving the way for y'all. I've you been, were. I, I have been were. Uh, going to that Adoration Chapel since 2005, May, when I made Microsia. So it's wow. been uh, actually 04, I'm sorry. So it's been 16 years every Friday at 5 a.m., mostly every Friday. You're so right. I knew y'all were around there. I could, I could tell y'all were around there. That's yeah. right. All right, go ahead. Yeah, and so that was in fourth and fifth grade. And then in sixth grade, I joined... Well, my second point I want to hit in that any vocation, truly being devoted to Our Lady is crucial because Our Lady solely wants to bring us to her son, Jesus. And so in fourth and fifth grade, I have this interior prayer life developing with the Sacred Heart of Jesus in front of the Eucharist, but then Our Lady comes in and invites me to something deeper. She wants to lead me closer and closer to her son. So I joined the Legion of Mary, which is becoming a soldier for Mary by winning souls for her glory. And through that, she was drawing me closer to her immaculate heart. And so that was really in sixth grade. But also at the beginning of seventh grade, I had this great religion teacher who instilled in me praying the rosary daily, Our Lady of Fatima's message, and also teaching me about the first Saturday devotion. And so really, you see at the root of any vocation, the Eucharist and the Immaculate Heart of Mary are really those two hearts that draw you deeper. And so you can see from this vocation story that the Eucharist at such a young age and Our Lady were just drawing me to something deeper in that way. Who was that teacher? Miss Daphne Musso. Okay, we need to recognize her as teaching Catholic. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And for me too, I mean, I remember like vividly in eighth grade, even though I was, yeah, like wherever I was, kind of this, like her profound love for the rosary. And I remember like she would turn the lights off and we pray the rosary yeah. and like the peace I felt and this just like filial love for yeah. Our Lady was really fostered. And yeah, so I've seen her a couple of times before since coming back and I, I don't know where you are, Daphne, but you're, you're going to be a guest on this show real soon. So I hope you're listening. Yeah. And so really the third point I want to hit is that in any vocation, having a pure heart is very crucial. Because as looking on my vocation story, I have found that it's crucial to maintain a pure heart and that it's crucial for, for parents, all you parents listening out there, it's crucial for you to preserve the pure heart of your children and to preserve their vocation because Jesus wants to speak in a heart. It's easier for him to speak in a heart that isn't attached to the world. It's easier for him to speak in a heart that is childlike because what do little, little children do? They are so gullible and they will believe anything you say. And so to have a pure heart from like, you know, fourth and fifth grade, I wasn't exposed to the world yet, you know, Christ had preserved my little heart. And so entering into that serious prayer life and being truly devoted to Our Lady, at, from such a young age, my heart was preserved and God was able to preserve it and to one day capture it as his bride. Um, I mean, if that's his will. Um, <laughs> so those are really the three points that I wanted to hit in my vocation story. Of course, I haven't entered yet. And I'm, of course, I'm still discerning. But for it, all of you out there, you know, to to have, to, you know, to be called to be a saint and to enter fully into your vocation as who God has created you to be, 
maintain a serious prayer life because that is where we know the will of God and that is where he speaks to us in the silence even though we don't like it at first and you know because with the noise of the world it's really easy to be distracted and to truly be devoted to our lady because she leads us directly to our son you know like a mother if you know a mother never refuses her son anything so if I mean, if Our Lady asked Jesus something, Jesus can't refuse. And Mary is the easiest, the perfect, the shortest, and the surest way to Jesus. It's kind of like if we try to offer anything to Jesus ourselves, he's going to reject it because it's stained with that self-love. But kind of like an apple, like if we present him an apple, like it's going to be a bruised. And, um, but if Our Lady presents it on like a silver tray, he doesn't matter. He doesn't matter what's being presented. It's only who it's being presented from. And that's Our Lady. Mm-hmm. So she is such a powerful mediator. So truly be devoted to her. And tr- um, please try to maintain that pure heart because that is where God can truly speak to you and maintain the pure heart of your children mm-hmm. as And well. you mentioned something at the beginning, Lex, when you were, I think you were like, the prayer life and that like in a silence, like we know God's will. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, even just, yeah, talking to young girls like, around wisdom that like might have a vocation or like are discerning and stuff something I, I also wanted to, <clears throat> to to mention was just like this fidelity to God's will, right? And yeah, I think like, yeah, before you enter, like, or really like wherever you are, because like God's will is not just like in a one time, right? Like saying like, yes to marriage, I'm going to marry, like marry this spouse or be a priest or be a religious. It's like fulfilling his will, like in, in the day-to-day things, right? And in God, and like I believed like a lie for a long time, like in my vocation of like, what I want is not what God wants, right? Like, or like what he wants, like won't satisfy me, right? Because like we create these like ideals in our head that like, okay, and then we present it to God. We're like, okay, God, like I'll do anything you say, but like this option like looks really great. And this is, mm-hmm. this is like this ideal, right? And you have to fulfill this. And he's just like, he's looking at us and he's just like, but I have something so much better if you would just listen, you know? And so it, it's not like his will and yeah, it, it's one, you know, and, and he truly knows what will, will, will make us be saints, really, because that's why we're here. This world is so fleeing, like this life, like what, what is this life, you know? It's going to come and go, and then we're, God willing, like going to be in the homeland of heaven, right? And, uh, and really, like, in, in, the, in, the, in the prayer of Jesus, too, like, right, in, in, I think it's John, right, right before his passion, right, he's, presented like the chalice right and he's like and he, he doesn't want it you know he's like father like let well, what is it's father like that like my will like um like I don't want this but like mm-hmm. let thy will be done like this mm-hmm. like chalice of suffering um let this cup pass yeah yeah your will not mine right yeah. right and so that's the yeah like this just like this position as his sons and daughters that yeah, we should foster. I more. think a lot of our listeners want to know where these kids come from. You know, like how does the how do you have two daughters like this? You know, I really I, I'm serious about that. You know, what what what? Who in your family is there? Someone in particular, or is it a group effort? Is there grandparents involved? Who gives you guys your spirituality? It's it's grace. Yeah, it's grace, and I mean, it's also yeah, our parents too, yeah. and. My is there a person named Grace? <laughs> God no, no, this is the goodness. Grace. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, definitely like my, my dad and my mom, Chris and Monica mm-hmm. Kiefner, 
yeah, I mean, we're just like really simple folk, you know, like we kind of ask ourselves like the same thing often too. And, and yeah, them too, like they're stopped, like my dad's a wine salesman. So, you know, he says, okay, mother of God, I was like stopped in Champagne's and like, I don't know what to say to people because like, look at me, but you know, it's this. I don't know if y'all caught that, but his, her, her dad is, I guess, making or selling the, the blood of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it that way. Oh yes, of course. It's a family business. Family business. I know it's trickled down. It's very cool. Right. And so, I mean, I kind of, I mean, yeah, like I think of the Holy Family of Nazareth too, you know, like Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, like just like no one would have thought that God would have entered human history in like this little town of Nazareth, right? Um, this very simple place, you know, in, I guess, in comparison to like the Roman Empire, like the options at the time, you know, like where the Messiah would be born. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think of it, <clears throat> And like a similarity to that, because who would have thought that like God would call, you know, two spouses of Christ from like this little town in Louisiana, you know? Right, um, right. But mm -hmm. often like something I've been thinking about is like his ways are not our ways and his mind, like the mind of Christ is like not the mind of the world. So, you know, often we think, oh, this would be like, this would be greater, this would be great, you know? But the, the, the ones whom he chooses are the ones whom he chooses and actually, in all, in all of our houses of formation, I think it was our mothers at some point asked our founder, Father Buela, if there was one image that he would include in every house of formation, what would it be? And he said the image of the, of the crucifixion of Jesus crucified with the, with the three women at the foot of the cross in St. John and why, and he picked the quote to go with that, he called those whom he called those whom he chose, like he called those whom he wanted, right? So kind of like this mystery of like, yeah, oftentimes like we look around and we're like, he chose you and he chose you and he chose you, you know? And it's a mystery. It's just like the poor fishermen, right? Like why did he go to like Matthew, this tax collector and like these poor smelly fishermen? It's just because he wanted, uh, he wanted an, an, an instrument, you know, just sure. anything. <laughs> and sometimes he, he chooses the, the weakest ones. The simple, um, simple. Yeah. Jesus mm -hmm. shows up in the simple. So tell me, uh, to ask you a deep question, and I know you guys, this too, before I ask that question, I want to say this, you know, we talked about pings and how the Holy Spirit touches us and, you know, leading up to this show, I'm so blessed that um, my wife made contact through their mom and that we were able to get these guys on the show. You're in town. Where do you where are you living? In Washington, D.C.? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm in, in Washington, D.C. And uh, so just great to put us together. But lo and behold, on Christmas Eve, I was in church at St. Pius, which we don't normally go there. And these guys were across the pew and I got to see them. And y'all were after mass. Everyone had exited and you guys were still kneeling there praying. And it touched my heart, you know, but you would look so emo. You were so emotional, and I know you were. T tell, tell, just give me a little peek as to why you were so emotional. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, just like the the gift of yeah coming home and like worshiping in this, yeah, like in in the different churches that like really formed me. You know, like every time I go to Pius, although it's like a different church, you know, like you're yeah, like you're brought back like these memories, these. Um, like the times like you've sat there in prayer, the times like you've like cried your eyes out in front of Jesus about your vocation, the times like, yeah, you've been to the Adoration Chapel and at, at Wisdom too, like, it, you know, it comes back and like all of those really great and memories. 
also too, I, I saw like the little David kids. <laughs> I used to babysit. And really that was, thank you for bringing that up because I wanted to include just like the witness of holy families really in my vocation. Like in college, like I babysat a lot for right. different families. And yeah, like I just been through a lot with those kids and here they are coming down the aisle and they still remember me and they pray for me every night as sister mother of God. But yeah, to, to see them, that was a part of it too. Just yeah. like, yeah, the goodness of God, Beautiful. like the goodness and his mercy. That was my Christmas present. I, I, she had tears streaming down her eyes. Oh, it's so beautiful. You know, <laughs> Christmas Eve, what a gift. Uh, you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's is part two of the Kiefner sisters. It's Sister Mary, Mother of God, who's in Washington, D.C. with the Servadors. Did mm-hmm. I say it right yeah, that time? Servadors. And, uh, and then her sister, Alexa Kiefner. And uh, just a real blessing to Acadiana. And um, these guys are something else. So, Alexa, jump back in here. You know, so where are you in your discernment? And when will you have to kind of make that big decision? Mm. Got a little time? Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Um, so Father Sibley is my spiritual director as well, and he is such a blessing. The Holy Spirit really guides through him. You know, he has an eye for seeing in your discernment and how the Lord is calling you, and I've been with him in spiritual direction since eighth grade, and I've really grown. And the Lord is really moving in my life, and I think he's really calling me to enter maybe as soon as after high school. And so you have about a year, so you're a junior now? Yes. Yes. A year and a half. A year yeah. and a half, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so that's where I am in my discernment right now. Just nothing really major, you know, not having, like, to make any major life decisions, but mm-hmm. really but really maintaining that serious prayer life, which is so crucial, you know, because if I, if I stop going to Mass and I stop having my holy hour and stop truly being devoted to Our Lady, I'm not going to be myself and I'm not going to be able to know what the will of God is in that silence where yeah. I can truly find it, you know? Um, so I know Mother of God and their schedule, they try to make it to the Holy Mass, of course, and maintain a holy hour. And during this home visit, you know, during school, be in, being in vocation as a student, it's sometimes hard to maintain that prayer life. And we can't pray four hours a day like they do because we are a student and we require different circumstances. But with her being home, it's really been a blessing to be able to accompany her to Mass and to Holy Hour to, because I asked Jesus at the beginning of this home visit, please bring me back to the roots of why you have called me to religious life, because sometimes I can lose that in the midst of school, you know, studying for exams, I'm still praying while I am studying, offering up those studies, um, but not as much time to sit in the silence and to allow him to speak. So um, I have been brought back to the roots of my vocation through this home visit, and I continue after she leaves, you know, to maintain that prayer life and that serious prayer life, to be devoted to Our Lady, and to constantly, every day, to follow the will of God, and to say yes every day of my life. Sounds like the theme for this Christmas is coming full circle, both of you guys. It <laughs> seems like uh, going kind of back to your roots, huh? That's the yeah, theme right. here. That's so beautiful. And actually, uh, this interview is such a blessing because I asked him to bring me back to my roots, and I've been trying to write down my vocation story, but... This kind of forced me, yeah. in a way, to write down my vocation story to see how the Lord worked because it's crucial to know your vocation story, especially as a religious, because sometimes when you enter religious life, you can be like, well, when did God really call me? Did I really have a vocation? There can be like those, the evil one, you know, with his lies and can fill you with doubt, but it's good to have it written down so you can go back to read it um, see how the Lord worked in your life. So this was a blessing. A couple of crazy questions. I like to ask crazy questions. Uh, okay, boyfriends for you. Nada. No, no. no. I mean, just, just dates to homecoming, okay. but that's right. it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, and of course, there's still that, you know, 
I mean, we're all human. Like we were talking about this this morning. Right. Like we still <clears> have that attraction, you know. Right. That I mean, you like guys. I mean, you know, I know there's but... some cute guys at STM. I, I know a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, next subject. Uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, is there an, any opportunity that maybe you guys could end up together? I mean, uh, that's a possibility? Could be, yeah. I mean, I'm in my second year of formation at the juniorate, mm -hmm. and so, um, yeah, could be, we'll, could see what God wants. But typically, yeah, for her it would be like entering, and then she has a year of novitiate. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'll stay in the States, maybe. Who knows where I'll go? Maybe we'll see you around, Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so another crazy question. Maybe this is, I don't know, is this okay to ask? Have you thought about what your sister name would be if you if you go there? Hey. Oh. Y'all had this conversation? Oh. I, I, I've thought of a bunch. I haven't revealed my whole list to her because, you know, I have secret? to. Yeah. I have to keep some things hidden. Right, um, you don't have to reveal But, I mean, I don't secrets. know. I don't know, Alexa, have you? Um, hmm. I really like I really I've, I've always liked the name Mystical Rose. Ooh, I like that. Sister Rose. Mary, yeah. Mystical mm -hmm. Rose. Um, I mean, but I mean, of course, it's not final. I mean, of <laughs> course, you know, we're not going to hold um, you to this. This right. is just going yeah. all over the country right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's it's beautiful because like when our our founder like wanted us to have like these Marian names, he says like we're we're Marys twice over, right? So we're I'm Sister Mary, right? But then like Mother of God, and so mm -hmm. there's a specific like invocation. A specific kind of like weight and mission in that name, right? Kind of, um, and like even like in your relationship with Mary, um, right? There's a kind of a certain, yeah, like like kind of mission she she has for you within the name, and yeah, yeah. you you just you discover that as you go along, and mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, so no really like <clears throat> concrete name choices yet. I was planning like you know when I do enter to sit down with like right. the lit yeah. the litany of Loretto and like you know to I'm follow, sure you'll sketch it all yeah, out and just the, like this. oh yeah and to follow those um, pinks of the Holy Spirit into pinks yes. into uh yeah and so um, you seem very organized Alexa I bet you're a really <laughs> good student <laughs> she is <laughs> she is student. she's a straight A student I'm sure yes uh, we'll have to shout out to Lance Struther I know he's done a great job with all the kids out there at STM good man mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> just a few minutes left on the show so uh, I, there's a lot of great Bible character women in the in the Bible and uh, I'm just curious if you two relate to any of those that, that come to your heart mm -hmm. I might have stumped man. them Right. I know. Actually, in our formation, we're supposed to be reading a lot of the Old Testament right now, and I, I need to get to it. I need, need to, to get, get on the I reins. Do too. I do, too. But, I mean, when you first said that, I mean, Our Lady. Yes. <laughs> our Lady is just, like, the, the model, right? She's the, the chosen one, the chosen mm -hmm. little girl from Nazareth that God chose to come yeah. to. Um, and, I went to Nazareth. Uh, oh, wow. It's a pretty cool wow. place. It's... Um, if it was like, you know, it'd be like Lafayette to Brobridge from there to the Sea of Galilee, yeah. you know, it's off a little bit over the mountain. And, um, you know, they say what good comes from Nazareth. Right. You know, you can see right. it's kind of a it's kind of like off the beaten path. Like if you were going to build a house, you wouldn't build it in Nazareth. Right. You'd build it on the water over right. there. You know, it's it's a, a beautiful place. And my, my daughter, Jess, and I got to go through the Holy Land. And I pray I'll be praying for you guys that you get to. Do that that would be fantastic for you too please do some beautiful places yeah. we got to go to the um to jacob's well and oh, wow. uh, i drank from <laughs> jacob's well it's pretty wow. intense wow. you know um <clears throat> so good times but okay so uh just a, like i said about five minutes left on the show i'll let yeah. you guys take it where you want to you know what's on your heart what's your, your y'all's message out there mm -hmm. for our listeners <clears throat> well 
yeah, I guess just like a few little ending things. Um, yeah, like I guess for any person out there, whatever stage of life you're in and your vocation, I guess especially for those discerning, um, I can think I can most relate with you guys. Um, but really like, yeah, per- persevere and like in prayer, right? And just like being honest and transparent with the Lord, like what he wants from you. And when he, when you lock eyes with him, like don't, don't lose that gaze, right? There's so many, right? Like when, when Jesus is calling like a bride of Christ or a priest of God, like he's also like Satan knows he's calling like thousands of other souls, right? So there's, there's going to be temptations. There's going to be like, like rocky, waves you know like in the boat with jesus but you just gotta keep your eyes on him keep your eyes on our lady star of the sea and like really entrust your vocation to the sacred heart of jesus and immaculate heart of mary and saint joseph um and to uh did your parents pray for your vocations oh yes yeah, yeah yes. they did they Mark. did it doesn't just happen huh? yeah they were very yeah. supportive which mm-hmm. is a blessing because it's it's not, it's not the case. In fact, yeah. many of our sisters, that, that's been like one of the temptations, one of the main obstacles is just family, yeah. you know, like what they're going to say. And it's just like, okay, first of all, like, right, like your children are not your own, but like our duty is to God, right? Because we're, our, everything is a means to an end, right? Like this, St. Ignatius gives us like these beautiful terms, like everything in this world is like a means to an end, right? A means to the end of union with God, of heaven, right? So, if your child's called, like, let them go because... Let them go. <laughs> let them go. They'll come back. That's right. <clears throat> Alexa, uh, I, I have, I'm have. i going to ask for you, um, and for give us a, just a few minutes left on the show, but a behind-the-scenes look of your living conditions. Do you do you watch TV or listen to the radio? <laughs> or what's it like? Is it... Are you cloistered? Oh, me. Yeah. Yes. Um, no, so we're, we're Apostolic Sisters. We're... Our house in D.C. is a, a big house on Quincy Street. Um, yeah, we don't listen to the radio or really have any, like, access technology just because it's just not needed. Right. Um, to, How many sisters there? There's about, we're about 35, I believe, and, well, a little bit more, but the third year is about to go to Italy. Um, you have your own room? No, we have, like, community rooms, community okay. rooms on in the cloister levels. Um, there's... Yeah, like some access, like there's like an email and, you know, you can make phone calls to family within like reason and, mm-hmm. you know. Um, How often do you venture out of the convent? Well, we, we have, um, yeah, apostolates and, and everything. So it could be as like as much as like every day or, um, yeah, a couple of times a week because like there's errands to like donation pickups because mm-hmm. most of our food is like given to us um, or just different errands. That or was my next need. question. Tell yeah. me about the food. <laughs> right, the food. Yeah. Providence of God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the providence of God, but also, you know, we, we got we have some good cooks in the convent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you one of them? I, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. Can you make a gumbo? I can't. I'm going to show you. I know. Please do. Yes, I'm the Please king of gumbos. That's what I tell my kids, but they, they like my gumbo. But I'm going to hook you up. Please We're show send me. you the ingredients and everything. Thank you. <laughs> we need to uh, help those sisters out up there. They probably never had a good gumbo. <laughs> we, we have a, a couple when people yeah. come and different families come. Yeah, it's just I just never have like stood by the stove for you know, really like put my mind to it. Yeah. So I need to, and I think this will give me the opportunity. Here's a good question for two sisters that they are both sisters. Mm-hmm. And maybe one's a real sister and the other one's going to be a sister. Uh, um, y'all eat boiled crawfish? Oh, I, I love boiled crawfish. All right. I haven't yet since entering the convent, but. but you, you in the past. Right. Yeah. yeah. You like it. My kids yeah. love boiled crawfish. That's what oh, makes yeah. us Cajuns, you know, yeah. good Cajun Catholics. Right. Uh, so uh, again, yeah. 
thank you all so much for being on the show. Um, just great people and uh, an honor. And I hope, Alexa, you'll come back on the show when, you, uh, when you've when you made that big leap. And uh, and we'll have your sister back on. That's right. And we'll have a reunion uh, <laughs> uh, show. What do you think? Sounds great. It's on? Sounds it. great. Yeah. All right. Know that you guys are going to be so much in my prayers. And I ask for yeah. your prayers continuously. Definitely. And uh, and thank you so much for being here today. Y'all are a blessing to us. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics. Um, you know, just uh, we, lo- we like to feature outstanding Catholics from all over Acadiana. And these two are just, um, they, are, they are that. Uh, again, we always uh, challenge you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. And uh, until <laughs> next time, thank y'all so much for thank being y'all. here. Thank Pray y'all. Pray for you. us too, please. Yes. Please. God bless you. God bless. Amen. Amen.